Hello, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We're here in the T-Radio V studios. You know, it's our weekly thing to talk about movies, video games, comic books, and some television to all you geeks. And it's been an exciting time to be a geek because we're going to get into Spider-Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Yep. What? The, the no. parties are no longer fighting. Uh, the Japanese in charge of uh, Sony said, cut this crap out and make it happen. Did, and now we've got Spider-Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is news that broke like maybe 10 20 minutes after we finished recording yeah, last week's podcast, <laughs> which Thank is God. a little frustrating when you do the podcast and you're like, oh, man, we really covered everything. And then you walk out of here and you're like, what? You the biggest you, news we're going to get you, in February just hit? This yeah, stinks. Right off the hot off the presses. We have to wait an later. entire week to talk about Spider-Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But we don't do it alone. Uh, we've got Ben Dunn here. Hello. We've got Kenny Craig. And now we've got Kevin McKee from Guilty Film. That's a, a, a podcast. How long has that podcast been going on? We're going to be hitting our 50th episode uh, pretty soon. 50th episode? Well, they haven't even killed each other yet. Don't well, worry. That happens There's still 53. plenty of time. Now, Kevin, tell me about the podcast. You record it live with a, with who? Uh, so we, I have three principal uh, panel members that uh, I have with me normally, Andrew, Jen, and Mark. And uh, we talk about our favorite cinematic guilty pleasures okay. uh, every week. So uh, each week we tackle a different movie, and then we do some stuff like talk about our Anti-guilty pleasures, which are movies that we hate that just about everybody else loves. Oh, okay. Fifty cool. Shades of Grey. Well, no, I mean, I, I think people, I think a lot of people hated that movie. They just went to see it, so they understood it. But I was going to put something called Snowpiercer on that list. Oh, no, let's kick it for that I, one. I did, still haven't watched it. <laughs> I still enjoy it. Everybody likes it. But uh, the second they start uh, the critical uh, conversation, they kind of bail out pretty quickly because that movie makes no sense. Oh, really? But, Damn it. Uh, that being said, it. the podcast sounds good. Uh, what are some of your biggest guilty pleasures? Like, what are, what are some examples? Oh, of I can tell you what love? my number one is. What is your number one Scorpion guilty pleasure? King. The oh, Scorpion really? King. Kuta Magente! Kuta Dude, the rock movie. That's not a rock movie. That's a, um, yeah, I guess it's a rock movie. Yeah. I do like it, but I was, I was, I was going to say it was a uh, Michael Clark Duncan movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kunta Magente! Isn't that what he yells when he fucking goes over the hillside? So, something like that. But th there's a point in that movie where he says, I've come for the woman and your head sold. That's it. That's all I needed to hear. Hey, you know, I come for woman and your head. Yeah, you know what? Like, 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 it's mixed signals. Why, Scor yeah, yeah. why Scorpion Kid? Why the Scorpion Kid? Like a sequel, that'd be awesome. Why Scorpion King? Because I think Scorpion King was kind of a middle-of-the-road guilty pleasure. Like, it made a lot of money opening at the box office. Yep. It is a bad movie, but it's Chuck Russell, who's an off and on Hollywood director going all the way back. I mean, he did The Mask. I mean, he did Nightmare mm. on Elm Street 3. Like, the dude is well known. Interesting. He's a good pitch hitter for Hollywood. Um, I don't know if, I mean, does that have, like, the crap factor? Yes. That, I, I mean, yes. I, you know, but, like, <laughs> to be a guilty pleasure? It's, a, it's yeah. a total cheese fest. Absolutely. Which I yeah. love. It's, check. It, it, check. It, it began my love affair with The Rock. Check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great action sequences. The uh, worst. Are you being facetious or are you being. Oh, no. I absolutely love them. No oh, god. The worst special yeah, effects. Yep, 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 yep. Check. Check. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the CGI is awful. Deplorable. That was like the spinoff of like like the the, the mummy, mummy too. Mummy. Yeah, 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 the mummy, mummy too. Mummy yep. movie. Yeah. And that's Kunta when Magenta? CGI fucking sucked back then. Oh yeah, yeah but it yes, was it even worse. It was like even Shrek. bad for that time. Yeah, he like, looks like when, you, yeah. when they showed him in his scorpion body, it was yeah. He looked stupid. like he looked like Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Scorpion King, I, man, that one is surprising because it just seems like one that, that had a little too much success to be la like labeled a guilty pleasure, you right. know what I mean? But I guess it's right, and, and I mean, uh, how much does a, does a movie have to be like derived or derided to, to be like, 
uh, a guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? Because that one seems like it doesn't get the brunt of the hate. Really? I, I feel the exact opposite. Actually, everybody I talk to says Scorpion King, and they just laugh in my oh, face. Oh, it's well, enjoyable. No, it's it, enjoyable. I, I think with the Scorpion King, it, it, it flies under the radar just on, on the top of everyone's head for the biggest guilty pleasures. But once mm-hmm. it's mentioned, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a heaping hmm. pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, by the end of the show, really... guys, I'm throwing the gauntlet to Kenny and, okay. and Ben. Like, By the end of the show, we got to think of our favorite guilty pleasures okay. and now i already how, got it how, spores. spores spores is pretty good spores is the movie i made in college which i would say <laughs> that's a pretty good one yeah that's a pretty good one which leads to me to like the point i was going to make which is at what point does obscurity lend itself to guilty pleasures or are guilty pleasure movies supposed to be uh well known where a lot of people can be like oh not that movie I think, I think it could be it can be either. It's just a matter of whether or not the public at large is going to look at this movie mm-hmm. and say, like, that's a heaping pile of shit. Right. Or, or if they're just not going to know what it is. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess if they don't know what it is, then you're not really committing a foul because of tree right. falling in the woods. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Uh, so, I mean, something like Over the Top, I actually think Over the Top, for the most part, is a pretty good movie. Until got, why, the you, arm you wrestling really starts your kicking hat in. Hat on backwards, right when you say that. Speaking of over the top, bum, 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 we will be reviewing that within the month. Oh, yeah, I, I think God. over the top, like the stuff with the kid and over the top, is actually not bad at all. There's stuff in over the top with, with the relationship with the kid, like coming out of a little military academy, his little freaking Nazi kid that scares me, and he's really, really critical of his dad, who's just trying to do well. You know what I mean yeah. by arm wrestling and trucking. <laughs> And, and I see that movie, and I, I'm like, there's actually some good stuff in here. There's some quality drama, and Stallone is actually taking it seriously. He's not faxing in, and he's really acting, which is something that, you know, he started to stop doing by the time Mama Got Your, you know, Don't Stop or My Mama Shoot came out. It was, yeah. it was like, okay, at that point, he's just faxing in. <laughs> I guess maybe Tango and Cash took it out of him or something, but but I think Over the Top is still one where Stallone is giving a performance or attempting to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so so to see Kevin uh, break it down with his co-hosts, I think uh, yeah, you, you got to find out. Yeah, he, he, he can't, can't he can't actually talk yeah. about over the top, yeah. but over the top, you know, that's that's a similar one. Okay, I like this podcast, the 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 uh, the guilty movies podcast. Is that it? Guilty film. Guilty film. Mm-hmm. Guilty was guilty movies out there, or is you know mm-hmm. was guilty it, movies it very well taken. Might be, but... Was taken. I don't. Know. I don't know. Who cares? But like, I mean, was like, what's the difference between a film and a movie? I think film it it. it a film is something that like is a higher, uh, you know, it's got like a more respect to it. And what, a movie is just like something that Hollywood between a movie and a <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, see. It's a single reeler. Yeah. Um, okay, so... So it's 15 minutes long. That's and this is on iTunes. This is on iTunes? Yes, we're on okay, iTunes. iTunes and all that. Okay. We're going to listen to this. We're going to listen to this guilt film. We're going to listen to it, and we're yeah. going to talk about the Scorpion King. We're going to hear the over-the-top episode, and I like it that there's two more weeks left in February, and it's going to get reviewed in those uh, next two weeks. Is that true? <laughs> I, just, ugh, I, I just watched uh, over the weekend. I, I work at the Nerd Melt Theater, and mm-hmm. we did Horrible Movie Night, which forced me to watch a movie called Death by Dialogue. Sure. Uh, now, you brought, you brought up uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yes. Now, this movie's sole star is the black kid... From yeah, Nike. Yeah, so uh, on the poster. Don't fuck with me, man. This is Geekscape. On the poster you think I can't for this pull that thing. shit out of my head. On the poster for this thing, its tagline, its only tagline is starring the kid from Nightmare on El- who survived Nightmare on Elm Street 3, but can he survive death by dialogue? Wait, he says the black kid. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the the black one survived Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He's yeah, like but, but in the fourth one, he's the one movies. that goes. In the fourth one, he's the one that, like in the junkyard. Does he goes, die instantly? Yeah, he goes, yeah. he goes. Fuck you! 
Freddy! Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the dog pees urine. Uh, now that's oh, the that's one. Right. Now that is the one that was directed by. Um, help me out with this one. Uh, um, um, Oh, he's married to Gina Davis. Come on, help me out here. Oh, cliffhanger. Oh, God. I have no... Oh, Cliff... He directed Dude, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Rennie Harlan, yes. Mm. Oh, okay. Rennie Harlan directed Dream War. Uh, you know, that one. Um, wow. Now we're talking some guilty pleasures. <laughs> and Friday the 13th was just this past week, folks. And obviously my favorite scene of uh, Friday the 13th, maybe the most uh, hated... Friday the 13th, that's Friday the 13th part 5 where he does kill that dude in the toilet and he's going, ooh baby ooh baby, and then he kills him and that's how it works I think my favorite kill is uh, in all that series was the marionette when, uh, but you're talking about that, that's Friday the 13th part. Uh, that's Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about Friday, Friday 13th, the 13th because it just passed. Oh, Jason, oh, Friday the 13th part five. Oh well, yeah. no. Friday the 13th, 13th part five happened, and yeah, the 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 the, the porta potty kill in number five yeah. is the way to go. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Ooh, the uh, hey, Jason hey, takes Manhattan X ever. Yeah. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan when he punches the guy's yeah. head off. Yeah. Come on, man. Then like punches him on the roof and it okay. dumps, yeah. falls the in the dumpster. The end of Jason Takes Manhattan, like when he dies in the sewer. Yeah, he gets melted by toxic mm-hmm. waste that, that runs through the sewer that at midnight every night. Traumatized <laughs> really? me for life. Well, I, was, I, I, I don't know how. I was you were like, how are the alligators going to survive in the sewer if they keep running acid through it? <laughs> now we know why all, all the damn sewer rats are so gigantic. They're just feeding off Freddy. I mean, off Jason for so fucking long. Yeah, I think I think you but, got that number five with the kid dying in the porta potty. But then the number seven. Uh, or or six, somewhere in there, he drags the girl out of the sleeping bag. She tries to hide from him in her sleeping bag. He cuts up at the side of the tent, sees her hiding in the sleeping bag, drags her out of the sleeping bag, drags right over the tree and folds Mm -hmm. her against the tree. And that was a really good one, too. That is a good one. That's one of my favorites. So, man, I like this Kevin guy. He can hang. <laughs> he can hang with these. Very, well, with I mean, these Kevin dudes. Bacon getting an arrow through his throat, number mm, one. Yeah, but that's not even Jason. That's I know. Mom. I, like, I, I got to say, I guys. enjoyed the liquid nitrogen kill in Jason X. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got that one. You got that uh, one? The, the killing in the sleeping bag. Was that in, That was Jason X, wasn't it? No, the killing in the no, sleeping bag was, is six or seven. He just takes it and yeah. throws it or hits it against a tree. But the good, the good kill in Jason in X is where he goes, he goes, come on, that all you got? And then he kills him and he goes, yep. That'll do it. <laughs> that was actually the least overactive the entire movie. Yeah. That'll do it. And then he dies. Uh, okay, so the Guild Film Podcast is legit because we got a, a, a host who knows his stuff, man. Yeah. I like that. I don't like when the hosts don't know their shit. And here on Geekscape, we know our stuff, and you guys know it because we've been doing this crap for nine years, and here we are. We're driving freaking Frank and Kevin in the booth crazy. Uh, but Kevin, when we were walking in here, Kevin, who's uh, back this week, was talking about Spider-Man going to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is the giant news of this week. And uh, I, I think we should go to commercial uh, on this one, guys, because when we get back, we got a lot to talk about. we got to talk about that Spider-Man, and then we got to talk about Kingsman, the adaptation mm-hmm. of the Mark Millar, Dave Gibbons book that uh, Matthew Vaughn directed and came out this past weekend. Obviously, we're not going to talk about Fifty Shades of, uh, of Grey, because only <sighs> Kenny now went to see it. Here. But when we get back, guys, <laughs> after this T-Radio V commercial break, we are going to talk about Kingsman and Spider-Man, and you got all that geek stuff on Geekscape. We love you. Hang with us. We'll be right back. Geekscape. Oh, and we're rambling up our doggies and sending them out to pasture. Anyway, anyway, uh, I was thinking during the break uh, that I misquoted Fri- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. It's actually Kruger, you pussy! That's the line he says in the junkyard. Because we are accountable people on, yep. on Geekscape. At least we, we don't have to redact mistakes. it later. Yeah. I just don't want any of the geeks to be like, wait a minute here. Jonathan no, and the they, Geekscapers don't know what the hell they're talking about. They just and spent then they four minutes doing that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people were listening. During the break, they were like, those assholes just misquoted 
Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yeah. Turning it off. They're not even listening right now, but yep. if they I mean, are, really, it's just Shane. They're gonna get our uh, they're gonna get our opinion on um, Spider-Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I guess what happened was uh, it was conversations that were going on between Sony and Marvel, where uh, Marvel said, "Hey, listen, let's do a little bit of quid pro quo. Uh, quid pro quo. Let's have Spider-Man in uh, some movies over here at Marvel. We'll also help you guys kind of guide and shepherd Marvel over at our Spider-Man and the Sony film is in a standalone. We'll even let you guys have some of our Marvel characters. Obviously." Sony still uh, has Spider-Man. They're only licensing it for a film or two to okay. Marvel. But um, Sony's still in control of, of Spider-Man. Um, that's still going on, and they still have final creative control. But that being said, there is daylight. It does seem like mm-hmm. it's a cool idea. And uh, Kevin Feige's involved over there. Um, but so, are, so is everybody who was previously involved in the Spider-Man franchise. So we'll, we'll find out what we get. Uh, what do you guys think about Spider-Man, Ben, at the... Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, I think it's a great addition. I mean, I really want it to everything to be included, so it's a step in the right direction. You, you want everything to be together? Well, I'd, li- I'd uh, really, like the I gibbon. Mean, I, I want the gibbon to show up. <laughs> what the fuck's a gibbon? You'll find out. <laughs> well, no, I just like uh, you know, I I really like the fact that we're getting Spider-Man back. Like maybe, hopefully, eventually we'll get X-Men back. Mm, we'll see about that. that maybe, maybe. Well, I guess Fantastic Four would be the next step because but the Fox Sony. movies are still making money. No, right. no, Fox. Fantastic Four is a Fox film. Oh, I thought Fantastic Four. And, I, okay. Fantastic Four and X Men are Fox films. Okay. Not only that, but uh, Marvel's pissed. Marvel is pissed about this whole Fox thing. They killed Wolverine. Right. They've told everybody, yeah. "Hey, we are not going to put Fantastic Four. They're canceling Fantastic Four. They're make, they're they're reportedly telling their toy manufacturers and their in their video game uh, licensees." Do not put the Fantastic Four in any of your toys uh, lines or video games because we're not going to put uh, any product out there to support Fox's movie because Fox literally put it into production a month before the li- before the option expired. Right. Yeah. right. The option was about, about to expire, and Fox put that movie into uh, production. And I don't think the movie looks bad. I'm going to see the movie. What? It looks like a fine Fantastic Four movie, but it also looks exactly like an X-Men movie. And tonally, I don't think the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are tonally the same. Obviously, well, what do the you think of the differences? Well, I think Fantastic Four should be a little more hopeful and it should aspire yeah. to more of like the the stargazing and the the, the positive family aspects M- of the Mr. Marvel Fantastic. Universe. Of course, mm-hmm. the guy's name is Mr. Fantastic. Right. It should feel like a four-color film. It should feel like a Kirby universe. You should feel hopeful for the future. X-Men is like gritty. It, it, well, no, well, I mean X-Men is a is a story not about the nuclear family like Fantastic Four, okay. about the strength in in the American family versus like a foreign terrorist like Doctor Doom. The X-Men is a racism story, right? That, that's what it is. It's Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King and it's can we survive can we coexist maybe we can maybe we can't it's obviously going to be about humanity and dark uh, and, and, and more real and obviously you're going to have I just don't think the Fantastic Four should have should have had the same color palette or tone <laughs> that the X-Men did although ultimately you're going to end up over at Fox getting a crossover of the two this Fantastic Four movie is going to do fine. It's going to make money, and then you're going to see Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Did you hear the rumors about this whole Spider-Man like thing that uh, Fo- or uh, Marvel wanted to buy Spider-Man yeah. back? Yeah, absolutely. For like billions of dollars. Four billion dollars they wanted to pay, or a like, billion God. dollars Ooh. they wanted to pay yeah. for Spider-Man. That, that's probably not. That's not that much, I wouldn't think. But still, like, but that that's like how so, much so, you'd make on one movie. Like well, it's not yeah. how much they made on Amazing Spider-Man yeah, exactly. 2. Uh, well, uh, how much did they make? Like, I mean, just in well, they made it was negatives because they spent so much money in promotion. They spent so you know oh, a ton of money making the movie, and oh, they okay. didn't make. It. I'm sure it made some money back on foreign, but right, like but... that movie was seen as a critical and financial bomb. Yeah, hmm. and then like from what I understand, 
there's now the the other rumor I heard is that Disney's just like fine, you know, next time Sony comes up, we might just buy Sony. We might just buy <laughs> Sony because I mean, let's face it, let's, <laughs> Disney <laughs> might just buy Sony. What? What, are the, what are the things that Sony owns yeah, in their entertainment? Frozen TVs in my family room now. Well, no, no, I, I don't think. I don't well, think, no, just the the, the entertainment. Know, um, I know what you mean. I don't think <laughs> Disney. I, I don't think Disney's interested in buying the technological. Yeah. Manufacturer Sony, but 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 Sony's been rumored to be selling off their entertainment division for yeah. a while now, and that includes James Bond, that includes yeah. the entire Columbia Pictures like library, which is thousands and thousands of movies, and Spider Man, which is their most valuable one. They'll so, bring Pierce Brosnan back to James Bond if so if Disney buys them. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, we need it nice and nice and fluffy again. You long term geekscapists know how bored I am with these Bond movies, and I just cookie cutter like assembly line crap for insecure males. Even the recent ones, yeah, it may, maybe more so. The recent ones. Why? Uh, because they don't have Luis Guzman as James Bond. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you see when you see Daniel Craig, who I think is an amazing actor, and obviously the movies are exciting and, and this and that, but they're the same damn movie, and they're Mad Libs of each other, and they've been Mad Libs of each other for the last 30 years. You literally take a guy and he, you put him in a situation where he's going to save the world, and throughout that movie, he's going to race a boat, he's going to race a car, he's going to have two women. One might end up being a femme fatale. One's going to definitely end up dead. Yeah. And then the, the the whole plot of the movie is to eliminate the gay element. Mm. And he's and he's gonna have this phallic gun. He's gonna gamble. He's gonna drink a martini, and that's gonna be the fucking movie. And it's the exact same movie over and over again. And he eliminate the of- gay element and make it safer for straight men to go around banging two women at one time. It's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, but the Bond movies are cookie cutter Mad Libs of each other, and you got to do something new with them. Sorry. So you think that they, because like what they did with uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, they, they made, made him tougher. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah, they, they made, made him they feral. Made him tougher, and they a little rapier. Make, make stupid jokes. Yeah, make him a little rapier. And apparently he can ha- get a fucking um, royal flush over full house, over four of a kind, right? over whatever. And, and, and he's a great what? poker player. They're cool. Well. They're cool movies, but they're the same movie over and over again. Sure. Don't fool yourself. They're the same movie over uh, and over. I don't again. think so. I don't think the the most recent ones. The most recent by with each other, I think, are. But but I think the entire feeling of them, and maybe like if you break if you break them down like on like literal terms, yes. But your feeling going into the movie theater and your experience leaving on the last two movies are not the same. That last movie made no sense. It doesn't matter. I'm not Albert talking Finney, about making sense. Remember, I, remember Albert Finney at the end of the movie had like the long range weapon. And he didn't take the guy out from across the yard. Yeah. He's like, I'll wait for the guy to be up here and stab me with a knife. Or the I, hell just, I was like, really, dude? You had, you're the only person on the property with a rifle. I just want someone in this room to tell me what happened in Quantum of Solace. Because I don't oh, remember uh, at all. I, I know a house um, caught on fire and blew up. In no, the no, that was that was uh, which leads us oh, to that was Skyfall. That was Skyfall. That's the third one. Skyfall is the third one. Quantum of Solace is the second one. Which leads us to Sony possibly getting bought by Disney. Okay. Spider-Man, what do you want to see him do in uh, Civil War? Because he's probably not going to make Iron it Spider. into... Iron Spider. Oh, you want to see the Iron Spider? I want to see the Iron no. Spider suit like right away. Okay, so so what do you think is more important right now as far as Spider-Man goes? Spider-Man inclu- being included into the Marvel Universe in an Avengers movie or an Avengers tie-in movie like Civil War or a really clean reboot on the Sony side of, the Marvel, of Spider-Man with one or two Marvel characters showing up in it? We're going to throw that question right here to our guest, Kevin. You know, I, I think I want the reboot more than I want the uh, the mashup there. I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna get both. Yeah, 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 I know, and and it's fine to see him, you know, fighting alongside the Avengers and everything. But I mean, it's just gonna be another. Uh, he's gonna be the the next Iron Man. Right. He's gonna replace Iron Man's role in the team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, that doesn't interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't that doesn't interest me all that much. I I think uh, having Marvel lead the charge. 
with with Kevin Feige uh, creating a, a new Spider-Man from the ground up. Please God, not another origin story yes, though. Yes, please. Right. Just let us jump right into it. Uh, that's what I want to say. Sure. Yeah, jumping right into it, I think is a great idea. Now, what do you think about the idea of maybe doing a Miles Morales story and having like a Black Tino? Spider-Man, are you into that, or do they really have to go with Peter Parker and say, okay, we're going to reestablish the Parker that we know, the white Spider-Man, and then ultimately down the line we may actually spin him off, not unlike War Machine, you know, but no. we're going to we're going to make a, an ethnic Spider-Man. What do you think about that idea? I think I want to see Peter Parker at first. I mean, maybe you know, the first movie Peter Parker, and then the second movie if you want to spin it off to Miles Morales, that's fine. Okay. Well, especially if you're trying to replace Iron Man with. Spider-Man, which we don't know yet, but I mean, it does make sense. He but can, it makes he, more sense that it's he's replacing the Hulk, because aren't they? They're, I mean, the rumors are going to shoot, gonna shoot, him, shoot off him off into space. Planet Hulk? Yeah, they're shooting him off into space at the end. I of I would love Ultron. to see a Planet Hulk movie. Planet Hulk movie would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And obviously, after uh, Ultron, they got to figure out what to do with the Hulk, because you do see him going up against a Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree 100% though with what our guest Kevin said. Let's have ourselves on the Sony side a really strong Spider-Man movie, aided with some of the Marvel peppering. And then on the Marvel side, let's have some cameo in Civil War. Let's have a little bit of Spider-Man show up, but not so much that you're like, hey, that wasn't sufficient to have a a unique story involving that character. It felt like just a cameo because, let's face it, Spider-Man's the number one guy over at Marvel. Mm Mm-hmm. You like know? is Spider-Man yeah. always going to be the like the itch you can't uh, like scratch though for for like everyone that wants a reboot they're like oh I just want it done right and when is when are you finally going to be like fine it's, those first I two Sam Raimi movies like those well, should still be the guide yes but why then why why redo it I don't just think you, that, constantly yeah. want well, you don't have to I don't think they have to reboot it like well, Kevin said I don't think they have to reboot it into they better not give us another goddamn origin story because if we get another I, I origin story within the, I mean that's it. two it's three know. origin stories within 20 years yeah mm-hmm. or you can do the Spider-Man 2 thing and you just tell it in the credits <laughs> which I thought it was a great job and when yeah. they had that Alex Ross artwork and they yeah. tell you in the credits yeah. I mean it's fantastic um, obviously when he meets the Avengers he can kind of tell a story in the scene you know what I mean and be like how'd you get like this kid and then maybe they explore that a little more on the Sony side But so, so is he going to be in the Avengers first or the, it's going to be the in movie? Captain America uh, Civil, Civil War, War. First, uh, okay. which may not even be called Captain America right. ultimately. Okay, might, so, and they're hinting that it might just be called Civil War. Well, if that's first, then then the movie cannot be a should not be a, like an origin story. But no, I also and, don't think the Iron Spider makes sense. I know, you know what I mean. He's not an established enough you're character. Not established enough, and then all of a sudden Tony's gonna be like, "Where all this crap?" You know, yeah, maybe so, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just really like Ben that. just wants cool things. I just really want that. Why can't he have his cool things? If he if he's the mystery though that causes like obviously you're not probably gonna do you're probably not gonna do like speedball in those idiot new warriors blowing up a school <laughs> you know which was the origin in like the Mark Millar and, and uh, storyline in the uh, Civil War right but um so if, if Spider-Man becomes the uh, lightning rod who is he who isn't he we got to show our identities and register Civil War character then maybe that works. Although I do think, because I've seen the one of the scenes that they shot, uh, that they showed at the reveal, at, uh, is I do think that actually the twins are going to be those characters. Yeah. Where it's like Tony and, and Cap start not seeing eye to eye because it's like, who are these Maximoff twins? You know what I mean? And, and that's a bit of a problem. Well, they're, they're also the, like, you know, because they're, they're the first real, besides the Hulk, like, they're the first mutants even though they're not they're inhumans inhumans. Inhumans, they're the first inhumans that people are going to be encountering right the hulk's not an inhuman no he's a science experiment science experiment but but i mean obviously these maximum twins can lead right into civil war right uh and that being said again marvel's not too happy with fox and they're doing a 
great job in the comics and on the screen of separating the Maximoff twins from their father, Magneto, who's obviously over at Fox in the X-Men films. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish everybody could play nice. Obviously, we did. Uh, I mean, Sony is capable of making a good uh, Spider-Man movie. They did it twice with with Sam Raimi. Um, and we'll just see. I mean, Fox is obviously capable of doing really cool X-Men movies. Hopefully, a lot of the geeks are wrong in the Fantastic Four movies along the same lines of cool as X-Men. And then we get a cool X-Men Fantastic Four crossover movie that you know is going to happen. I mean, we'll just see, guys. Uh, I, I put a little bit of, uh, you know, on Facebook, somebody was talking about the Deadpool movie. I was like, Gina Carano sucks, and this is already going to be ruined. And I'm like, hey, Gina Carano's hot. Yeah. I love her in an action movie because she can ass. hold it up. Uh, you know, and, and just, can we just wait and see the movies, please? She's going to be Taskmaster. <laughs> well, they revealed they revealed who she's going to be. I, I, it's not in my head right now, what? but but um, but Dominant. I love the idea that, that that Colossus is going to cameo from the X Men movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Deadpool movies got Ryan Reynolds, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. And let's just wait till we see the damn movie before you start doomsaying and ruining your day. Let's be mm-hmm. positive until we don't have reason to be positive anymore. And then we walk out of the theater and go, oh, Jessica. Oh. Hashtag fresh. Um, guys, we obviously have a lot more to say. Talking about comic adaptations, we're going to come back here. We're going to talk to Ben about his trip to go see Kingsman, the Secret Service. And we got tons more, so stick with us on Geekscape. Woo! I did it! It's a celebration of everything geeky, movies, video games, and comics. Um, what is going is on right now? You know what? You know what? <laughs> You're fine uh, during the break. Then all of a sudden, you know what? Um, I was thinking about doing a Shane O'Hare intro. I don't know if you guys listen to the Geekscape Games podcast, but they're giving away a copy of Grim Fandango Remastered. Ooh. And if you guys follow them on the brand new Twitter feed for Geekscape Games, um, which I, we've linked to the, the Geekscape uh, Twitter, and I think I've thrown it out on my Twitter. Uh, but uh, they're giving away a Lucario Amiibo. But, oh, God, but, you're going to yeah. try to win it. No, I have a Lucario Amiibo. It don't, doesn't matter. Don't, don't, so don't, you, that's how bad your addiction is. Don't play. I got all of my Amiibos. Um, but, but one thing was uh, when Shane, Shane who – he calls himself like the master of audio. Like he 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 really prides himself because he's a DJ and knowing how to like master audio and mm-hmm. make it sound just right. Okay. Although he gets so excited every time he starts the damn show that it starts like okay, sorry Kevin, Kevin in the booth. I'm really sorry. Turn the compressors on. I'm like just telling the guys in the studio like I'm, I'm sorry, right but, but Shane starts every episode of Geekscape Games going. <laughs> it's just like holy shit. Uh, He's just like just yelling so into the chlamydia. mic. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're <laughs> like, I can't tell what you're saying, Shane. It's just like his speakers are getting blown off his fucking podcast. Um, sorry, Shane, gotta call you out. Um, maybe chill a little on the chill pill. And um, yes, him chill yes, on the chill yeah. pill. I'm the you one who came back from break going. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, listen to Geekscape Games, listen to the St. Mort Show, those are our other podcasts, and of course you're listening to the flagship now, and we're going to talk to Ben, because he went to see this Matthew Vaughn adaptation of the Mark Millar, uh, uh, Steve Gibbons, uh, Dave Gibbons, sorry, Dave Gibbons, famous mm-hmm. artist of uh, Watchmen, they, made, they, they did this comic called The Secret Service a few years ago, and I thought it was awesome. Really cool comic with cool twists, and yep. now it's adapted into a film. Mm-hmm. It came out. It made Buko bucks, $37 million, although yeah. it didn't win the weekend against a bunch of people going into the theater. Masturbate for Fifty Shades of Grey. Trying to masturbate. It did pretty Thanks, well. It did pretty well. $37 yeah. million's not bad for Kingsman. Nope. 
And uh, the movie's good. The movie's fantastic. Is it really? Oh yeah. I, it I, is. Well, it's the, so much fun. Like I, I never knew about like the comics, but um, like the initial, the initial trailer. It's like I, I, it was like on every every single like TV show that I was watching is for on. It was a commercial in between them, in between the show, and I seriously I didn't know what the hell the movie was Can about we the go. entire time. Well, Should we go? Are <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'd love to go see it. Go I, see I, it. I, I wanted to see it last is, weekend. Like three weeks after I saw the first trailer, the trailer had been running for three weeks. I then I found out Samuel Jackson was in it. Yeah, yeah. I was well, like, well, he plays Nick Fury. They did a, they did a weird they did a weird marketing campaign for this because they was, they kind of just it made bad. it look it's a little bit like a it looks kind of like Spy Kids if yeah. you're looking if you're watching <laughs> the trailer. It, you're right. And it yes. absolutely yeah. isn't. It, it's like, yeah, it, yeah it, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, it's pr- the way that I've been pitching it to people is it's it's kick ass. It's James Bond if James Bond was kick ass. You mean if James okay. Bond was entertaining? Yeah, no, well, it, but which it, one? It, Any of them? it's absolutely it, it's so much fun. Colin Firth is amazing in it. Like I haven't seen Colin Firth like do a super fun project in so a long King's time. Speech. Dude, King yeah. speech, King speech, he's awesome. No, he's a great, yeah. like he's great in everything he does. But this yeah. is actually just like, I mean, he's having fun. Oh, there's and he kicks so much ass in this movie. Really? His character is, is he like fucking badass. Liam all of a sudden, he turns sixty and he's an action star. Yeah, and he, but he, unlike Liam Neeson, he does the whole thing wearing nerd glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah he's a gentleman. Oh. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Oh, that is cool. Like that. I mean, the whole concept of it is is that the Kingsmen are this group of, uh, you know, they're a super secret organization that was formed. By the tailors, like these, this like aristocratic tailors oh, who yeah. had a lot of money back in like the 1800s sure. or 1700s, and they decided that uh, the world, the British government, wasn't doing their job well enough, so they came in as this like secret organization that was going to take care of all of the world's problems. Sure, uh, it's very weirdly concepted that right. way, but and every, but they only have a certain amount of members. Because it's all based on the uh, Knights of the Round Table, so everyone's code name is like Galahad and Arthur <laughs> and Merlin. Um, but like code it, names. What what I thought was interesting is because <laughs> in the trailer legit. it makes it seem like the whole thing is about this one little this one right? kid That's learning it. how to be a spy. And it's not like that doesn't happen until like far into Act Two. Oh, okay. that's really cool. So a lot of it, I mean, it follows that kid uh, throughout the entire movie. But he's like a street thug. He's like a yeah. hood. Interesting. Yeah, like, and like Kenny. He's yeah, trying to like take care of his mom. Like but like, like you know, me. Samuel Jackson is Brother. in it, and he's like the villain. And I don't want to say anything about okay. what his master plan okay, cool. is. But holy shit! It's very much like the comics, and that Master Plan is very funny. But he's basically like an evil Bill Gates. Oh, no, he's he's more he's, he's more of an Elon Musk. Elon Musk, there you go. Yeah, there he's you like go, there a, you go. he's like an evil Elon Musk. And plus, like you know, it's fun to see Samuel Jackson. Like you see him, he's like kind of thugged out. And then when he talks, he's like, "Well, hey guys, what's going on?" Yeah, like he yeah, has yeah. this real know. weird lisp thing going got, on. It seems to have a sense of humor, and I'm excited to see it, man. And, Kenny, you really want to go see it? Yeah, let's go. And his okay. henchman, okay. his main henchman, one, she's hot as hell. Yeah. And two, uh, no. she has blade legs. Yeah. What? Like yeah. she, okay, so okay. she doesn't have Kenny's feet. excited now. Yeah. She has those like, like the gazelle yeah. feet. Yeah, all right. But, but they're like they have the Oscar portrayal. Yeah, Pistorius. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, but sweet. they're they're like super yeah. sharp Does knives. She... Oh, that's cool. And she carry around a shotgun. Just stand, be careful on the other uh, side of the door. From her. Yeah. She actually does, I think. Yeah. At I mean, she, but she jumps around. She uses the blades to like cut people yeah. like swords. So we gotta like really armor up your wheelchair. Yeah. We gotta like we gotta put guns or we something. Put, on. Um, no, put something over me. At least. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck the guns. I just need to protect me. And... But yeah, there's definitely Shogun a Assassin. Okay, so Shogun Assassin. Uh, I, I, I'm directing this to Kevin because he's the host of the uh, the Guilty Film podcast, which is all about guilty pleasures. One of my favorite guilty pleasures is. 
uh, I think during the 70s, 80s, uh, a, a businessman, like a producer here in the States, acquired the rights to the Lone Wolf and Cub adaptations from Japan, which were like the Baby Cart series, right? And he brought them over to the U.S., but he didn't want to bring over like all four films or release all four or five films. So he cut them all into one movie called yeah. Shogun Assassin, <laughs> which is like just piece just like the best pieces of all four or five films and right. they're all cut together so you just get, really get the action sequences <laughs> but that is one of my favorite guilty pleasures is shogun assassin it's a great kung fu movie that is just cheesy and has some really cool kills in it but i thought about it because we were thinking about weaponizing kenny's wheelchair <laughs> in the baby cart that he carries his kid around you know he's like the he's like right. the, the shogun's assassin and the shogun you know he becomes such a good assassin the shogun is like scared of him so he has him like he tries to get him assassinated but they fail and they only kill his wife so he goes on the run with their kid and he's like swearing to like kill the shogun and so shogun keeps sending assassins after him to finish the job but he keeps fucking killing him and at some point the kid starts like hitting little things on the sh- on, the, on the cart and like shoots spears <laughs> oh into people God. it's fucking awesome that's what we got to do with you kenny you gotta like push parts of your wheelchair and like fucking and dart shoots into some dude and kills him. <laughs> I, should, I could have that all over my entire wheelchair. Telling you, man, like electrify people. And you stuff know, like we that. just need to test this out and just murder a few people now before the Let's like, do it. apocalypse. Let's, Let's keep do looking it. at me when he says that. He's gonna kill the shit out of I you. I need ben. to murder a few people now. He's <laughs> like Ben Dunn, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, that on a daily basis. You, on the crapper. Uh, you know, you talking about Shogun Assassin reminded yeah. me. I it, it keyed what my favorite guilty pleasure movie got? is. Yeah, we got to find out. Six String Samurai. Oh, great one from Six the nineties, dude. That movie is so nineties. The it's, fucking rockabilly the, soundtrack. Oh my god. Well, yeah, because the main soundtrack is the Red Elvises. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen that one? I have not. Oh I, I, I think we're gonna have to revoke his ability to put that <laughs> no, you know, podcast. You, I don't know how. Like, it should be pretty to easy to get now with mm-hmm. like digital, but it used to be super hard to find this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically what if not only did Buddy Holly not die in but a plane crash, Mad Max a but, it, bit. but huh. yeah, but the uh, the Russians won the Cold War and blew up America, and so America's now a Mad Max style where desert. Where all the, yeah, where bands uh, mutants, yeah, like actual physical bands, like musicianal ba- musician Music, bands, musician yeah. bands run the this wasteland, and he's like he's like this traveling mm. samurai who has his guitar. He's and, got six but it strings also has, and a sword. Yeah, and there's nice. a sword in the six string guitar. Like it's amazing. Six string samurai. Yeah, we were I was talking about that with somebody the other day, and it and and I forgot. I hadn't thought about that movie in years, and I just was talking about it last month. But it's also kind of like a Wizard of Oz thing too. It's not amazing, <laughs> but it's definitely worth seeking out, and it can definitely be a good guilty pleasure. Oh, ben so Dunn gets a gold star on that one. No, no, no. I think it's both so of your guys' is guilty pleather. Ple- I've ble- got ble- many. Pleathers. I've got many, and I'm still pleathers. trying to figure out one. Your guilty pleasures are way too badass and way too like like cool okay. to be guilty pleasures. Okay. You haven't because, seen the movie. Mine, so Wizard of Oz Kingdom doesn't work for me. Seven dresses. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, all right. Shit. Yeah. Like Catherine Heigl, James Marsden. You'll watch that movie anytime it's on. <laughs> anytime that movie's on. Anytime that movie's on, I'm up for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So 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 to wrap things up, like like Kingsman, definitely go see it. Definitely go see it. All right. Absolutely. Okay. And one of the things I heard, this is sure. comic book store guy rumor <laughs> is that uh if this does well um they're talking about possibly doing nemesis well nemesis was already going to be like, like scott free productions was already going to be doing nemesis but they're using this as a like an acid test yeah for Rid- ridley, ridley scott's production company option nemesis and i was supposedly already gonna go i mean mark millar's got a lot of millar verse books where yeah. supposedly he's doing these little, these like mini series with the books, and they're all good. I think Nemesis is good. There's one plot point in Nemesis where I'm like, okay, it's a little I shock value. Nemesis. 
But um, he he has a one called Starlight. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Uh, I'm reading MPH now, which is great. Jupiter's Children is great. Guys, if you haven't gotten into a comic book store, next week's episode is going to be for you. We've got Mark and Draco, who's one of the writers for DC. He's going to come in here. We're going to be talking comics like crazy. We're probably going to be talking post-Oscars. Um, guys, it's a great time to read comics, especially mm-hmm. comics that don't involve the big two and aren't superheroes. You know, like no. superheroes are cool. I love superheroes, but man, some of the stuff that Mark Millar is putting out and yeah. different guys like Jonathan Hickman and Image Comics are just firing on cylinders. It's a good time to read comics. And if you guys don't know anything about no comics, you need to follow all of us on the Twitter and you got to go to Geekscape and all that stuff. Um, I think it's cool, man. Yeah, Nemesis is a is a good series. Yeah, Nemesis is a really good and series. And this did do good. It did. It did do good. I mean, I went I went on Valentine's Day at a seven o'clock showing and it was sold out. Oh, you didn't go alone at all. Yeah. No, well, I went. I oh went with the, shit! I went with two uh, two men, men who were also yeah. uh, recently single. Um, well, and it was not the most depressing the thing. <laughs> so on Valentine's, on Valentine's, you went to this movie. Yeah. With two other dudes. Yeah. To see Kingsman. Uh huh. Did you sit in the back row? You no. probably played a little snow ski. Did you sit right in the middle? Uh, yeah, I sat. Right, right in the middle. <laughs> oh, definitely man. Sat right in the I middle. mean, we we were sharing caramel corn. Uh, oh. you know, definitely not, definitely yeah. not crying into said caramel corn. It's like a hole in the bottom uh, of the bucket. To your credit, it is a Colin Firth movie. I mean, it is. <laughs> Damn it, Kevin. You guys are talking about uh, with Bridget Jones the entire time. Like, I don't think he's as good as he was in Bridget Jones. Uh, wow. Guys, we're going to talk all about that social humiliation we know as life. Uh, and Valentine's Day, which is really where it comes together uh, and really hurts the most. When we get back on Geekscape, we love it. And there's tons more to talk about. So hang with us. Peace. on Geekscape. And uh, we're talking all about uh, this past weekend in which Kingsman, the Secret Service, came in second at the box office, but it's okay. It was Valentine's Day. A lot of us geeks spent it indoors reading our comics. I know I caught up on a ton of comics. Playing video games. I know I didn't play video games, but uh, I wanted to. Majora's Uh, Mask came out. Majora's Mask came out, but I had pre-ordered it because I went to GameStop and I got the limited edition Skull Kid statue, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, this stinks. On Friday, I got an email from GameStop saying, We have shipped your Skull Kid limited edition Majora's Mask. It comes with a little statue of Skull Kid, which I heard is now that size, so it's much bigger than my Amiibos. <laughs> uh, it will be the king of the Amiibos. But um, uh, so they mailed it Friday. It obviously wasn't going to deliver overnight. Right. And then I was like, Oh man, I got to charge my, my 3DS because I got to play it. And then today's President's Day. Yeah. So uh, it didn't get it did not arrive. Say, don't have to worry. That being said, we have freedom and democracy. So I'm okay with waiting until tomorrow you, to get my Majora's Mask 3D. Is it going to come tomorrow or did, I don't know. Because uh, do they even are like even the shipping business is actually moving uh, packages today? Uh, don't mess with me. Kenny. It, it's may right. come Wednesday. When I get that Majora's You're... Mask, I'm going to play it and who knows, maybe they're going to push comics to Thursday. That happens sometimes when there's a Monday holiday. Oh my god. It's raining dogs and cats. This is awful. What's happening? Ah, Kruger! Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did want to play my Majora's Mask 3DS, uh, and I do repeat that if you guys listen to Geekscape Games, we're giving away uh, Grim Fending, a remastered, and some other stuff. And I love those kids. Um, even Shane, who obviously hates women. And uh, <laughs> you guys should definitely listen. Oh, my God. He says some things on that podcast where it's like, 
it's blatantly obvious he hates women. Yeah. But he loves ponies. Well, he's like celebrating. Well, yeah, like, well, it's so Josh, female I think, ponies. So Josh so. plays these Japanese RPG games where like they're tying up women and like doing like hentai stuff. Like they were talking about some game. I was. Is it called Rape Lay? No, it's called Criminal Girls. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I was listening to them talk about this game on the All Vita right. called Criminal Girls, and I'm running in in like Santa Monica on Sunday, and I'm listening to the podcast, and I, I love listening to it, and I almost fall into freaking traffic like laughing because they start talking about this game called criminal girls where you play a police like like you're in a, a women's prison and you play a, a guard who has to get the women as an rpg to fight for you but by doing it you have to like pay them to fight you and if they don't do it you tie them up and spank them and mm-hmm. their clothes fall off and shit like that okay so you never pay mm-hmm. them ever and i'm like and, and, and and Josh, and Josh is like, I feel so awful playing this on tri- public transportation <laughs> well, <laughs> because yeah, people don't. are going to see me doing that. No, let him. It's awesome. But <laughs> that being said, Shane is like, that's awesome. It's like a hentai game. And I'm like, I, I can just tell under his breath. He's like, I want to kill a woman one day. Because like <laughs> the dude is angry and confused and he's dangerous. I think he's dangerous. <laughs> well, at least he, I think lives he's in, dangerous. he lives in Alaska. He so in Alaska. everything he does is okay there. No, he, he, he called Laura, he called, he called Laura and I for like relationship advice. And he, and like he, I think he got relationship advice from like a lot of people in his circle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about breaking up with my girlfriend, breaking up with my girlfriend. I, I met his girlfriend. I like her a lot, but, um, what type but, of circle was this? He's like, I got, but, 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 also, I got does she listen to this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. But, but but the thing is, the thing is, I, 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 I mean, I like her, but I'm sorry, sweetie. I told him to break up with you out of your own safety. <laughs> because if you stayed in a relationship with him, you would have been killed. Uh, ultimately, he would he would have given into his dark tendencies, and you would have been choked. But listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Where Derek, where Derek Kwan and Josh bring him back from the dark side, or listen to Matt Kelly, where you're like, oh, I could be this guy. <laughs> uh, you know he's always like man man i've been so busy and then like i see on facebook he's like today's movie of the 90s is freddie prince jr and i'm like okay like you at least have time to do that crap <laughs> he's like today's song of the 90s is matchbox 20s i'm like oh, okay someone needs to fill their day fill their days with something a little bit more productive the that being matchbox said 20? that being said when i'm not stripping no, the so. uh the geekscape staff of their dignity um <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to the, the uh, guilty film podcast we got kevin mckee here and if you guys uh, Kevin McGee, and if you guys uh, listen to it, you guys can hear about Guilty Pleasures. I think we talked about it last uh, batch, but let's talk about the movies that came out this past week. And we talked about Kingsman, but uh, when Ben went to the movie theater, yeah, mm-hmm. you went with two other men. Uh huh. And this is, no, this is partially the advice I give single guys. Okay. When a movie like Fifty Shades of Grey or Sex in the City comes out, go to the theater. Or just go to the bar near the theater and wait for the movie to let out. You know, I heard somebody, one of my friends went to go see Fifty Shades of Grey uh, with a couple of her girlfriends. Okay. And she said that it was the only time that she's ever been blatantly hit on in a movie theater before the movie started. And the guy, like, gave her his phone number and, like, really, like, went after her. And he was obviously alone. And, like, okay. just doing this. Did I'm it like, work? No. Oh, oh, no, 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 that's like that's like the give it time. That's not my give advice. That's the creepiest thing no, ever. No, Ben, that is not my advice. Because it's to wait he's stalking, yes. stalking no, no, uh, at need, a bar is you, your advice. You need to stop. You need to stop. Right, no, right. it, it, it's a fisherman doesn't 
A fisherman doesn't stock fish. A fisherman throws a lure into the water, and the fish come and bite it. Well, you've never seen All me right? fish. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying go with a net. I'm just saying like let the fish come to you. It's fucking hard. He's like a he's like a bear in the fucking. He's like a bear of yeah. Alaska. Uh, so 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 what I'm saying is uh, Ben, like after the movie, you go and you find a spot near the theater, and you and you wait for the women to be all you know hot and heavy, and they come to you. Well, I will tell. I will and say. And you just stand there and flex, man. On on uh, on Friday, I had my first coup experience what happened it was amazing uh what happened i went to a uh, bar that had karaoke uh that mm. my friend was hosting and uh there was about five or six people in the bar um that's it total yeah everyone was super trash by the time i got there i went up on stage did my uh what'd you do i always do creep by radiohead okay oh well, that's let, gilmore's let, move let's hear something uh like that. no that's mine and Gilmore just Gilmore, Gilmore doesn't do creep. Gilmore does uh, the Muse song. Oh, G- Gilmore just lives yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, give me three seconds. Of that I am song absolutely right now. not going to do that. Okay, three so seconds. so what happened? So you did creep. So I did creep. Uh, what was awesome is that the really cute bartender, uh, the really cute bartender, I noticed that she stopped doing any work and was just watching me do it. I'm like, okay, maybe I have a shot with us. But the second I get off stage, this woman comes just storming over and she's like you have an amazing voice and a magnetic personality I'm kind of psychic I've been smoking cigarettes for 30 years she didn't sound like that I mean she she seemed like a very nice person Uh, you want to come to my pirate ship and bang um, uh, apparently I had drunkenly given her my uh, phone number no Uh, no no so what happened uh, well I woke up the next morning with a lot of text messages but did you sleep how many were actual texts and not images wait so Ben didn't Ben goes I had my first cougar experience I was like that's awesome he banged an older woman he's like no I just went to sleep alone and woke up with phone calls from her and i'm like well yeah. not well, really gonna have sex with her it's not really a cooler experience yeah, i mean if, if she's old enough fine gonna i'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave today and i'm gonna hit her yeah, up and then should. i'll come back on monday that's like me being like oh i went running and got attacked by a mountain lion when i really just went to the running and saw a sign that says mountain lions in the area <laughs> like it's not the same thing well, you did see fine. ben met his first cougar i met my yeah. first cougar. so i had my first cougar experience in the fact that i got hit on by a cougar Okay. Is that? Is that... It's, it's not a fun story. Okay, Man, we're, go we're, back we're, out there, and next Monday we're going to have a report on Ben actually banging getting a cougar. chlamydia. <laughs> and he's going right. to. No, it's awesome. Ben, ben you, you got your homework cut out for you. You may have chlamydia, but you won't have her pregnant. Oh, is this how we're going <laughs> out? God damn That's it. That's how we're going out, Ben. Uh, you can follow Ben at Dungeon on Twitter and to find out all the adventures in the future. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we got Crippled Kenny on Twitter. For Kenny, I'm at Jonathan London. And where can we find you, Kevin? Uh, guiltyfilm.com guiltyfilm.com you can listen to the podcast guys this is a fun geekscape we covered a bunch of geek stuff we learned a little bit about ourselves and each other and we said Freddy Krueger you pussy we'll see you guys next week woo